Welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, Renee David Alkali. Are you searching for the path to the discovery of wholeness and balance in your life? We'll discuss the future of holistic health care and how the concepts discussed on today's show can help you make better choices in your life. Now, here is your host, Renee David Alkali. Hi. Uh, so um, I'm not sure if uh, any of the previous stuff got recorded. I just turned it here. Nothing. Nothing. Start from the beginning. We're starting from the beginning. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm sorry. We had a uh, technical glitch. Um, so I've been speaking about. Um, about regularity and uh, keeping the internal hygiene of the body healthy. Uh, Sorry about the technical glitch, so we'll start at the beginning. I thought I was recording. uh, We've put a lot of emphasis. I I began the the program by saying we've emphasized a lot uh, in our child-rearing the idea of cleansing the outside of the body. You know, we tell our children, wash behind your ears, take a shower, brush your teeth, uh, and so forth. But what is not really emphasized too often is the internal hygiene of the body, moving the bowels, uh, emptying the bladder. You know, uh, certainly some parents will say to the, the child, go to the bathroom before you you leave for school. So there is that, but many parents will not do that. And there's no discussion about uh, the internal hygiene, but that is actually critical because that's how we toxify our bodies. That is what happens to us when we are not moving our bowel regularly, when we're not emptying our bladder regularly, it backs up into our system and we auto-intoxicate or we poison ourselves. So uh, I don't want to go back through the whole dis- the, the whole talk I did over the last five or six minutes or so because we didn't realize we weren't actually recording So I'll jump to the next uh, point on this. That's for our children and how we raise our children and what we educate them with. Uh, I did mention, I do want to go back for one point, that our education system doesn't help because when we're in school as children, we may have to move our bowel or empty our bladder and we have to sit there because the teacher doesn't give permission to leave the room so readily understandably, because some children take advantage of that and they'll leave the room simply to get out of class for a bit. But that doesn't change the difficulty or the problem. So um, moving moving on, not to children, but to adults, I had a uh, client some years ago, I remember, a lady in her late 60s, and one of the questions in my health intake form is, how often do you move your bowels? Um, how how many bowel movements do you have a day? 
Well, this lady put down that she had a bowel movement once a week. And uh, that was really the most extreme case that I can remember. And um, I was a little surprised. You know, I've had people who didn't have a bowel movement every day, but once a week seemed uh, extreme. So I, I said to her, well, that's a real problem. And her answer to me was very interesting. She said, no, 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 that's not a problem. I said, really, why, why do you think so? She said, well, I've discussed it with my doctor, and he said, that's all right, there's no problem. So I was, you know, I was tempted to call the doctor and say, why would you say that? But um, I resisted the temptation. And I said to her, well, you know, I'm sorry to have to disagree with that, but I do believe that many of your symptoms are due to the fact that your body is very toxic, that you you have poisoned your body, uh, in fact, and that is why you're, you're getting these ulcerations of the skin. And uh, she was having a lot of symptoms, ulceration of the skin, uh, constant breakouts uh, of... Uh, of the um, uh, herpes simplex, you know, along the lips and, uh, uh, you know, throughout her body, little rashes, headaches, various inflammations in her sinuses, in gastrointestinal inflammatory conditions. She came, and, and rheumatoid problems, you know, arthritic problems. And I really felt that to a great extent, uh, we could alleviate much of the problem by just taking care of the poisoning that was going on in her body. And I said that to her. I said, you know, we have to get you to become regular. She wasn't convinced. So, I, you know, I suggested uh, she lived in a private house that she owned. And I asked her if there was a bathroom in her house that she was not using very often. And she said, yes, that was the one in the basement. She had a finished basement, and she had a bathroom down there, which she used very rarely. So I made the following suggestion. I challenged her in the following way. I said, what I would like you to do, please, before we continue this discussion, is we'll stop now. I'd like you to go home. And the next time uh, you have that once-a-week bowel movement, I would like you to use that bathroom, the one you don't use very often. And please do not, after you have your bowel movement, please do not flush the toilet. Just let it sit there and close the door and do not walk into that room for a week. And then come back, please, and let's talk again. Uh, in any event, um, the the short line of this is that she did come back and her first words were what can I do you know because she had done exactly what I said which was good and then when she opened the door to that bathroom obviously her response as anyone's would be was that it was difficult to walk in there and she understood that what was happening in there is happening inside her body. The body is not absorbing that uh, in, in terms of ridding itself of it. It's absorbing that in terms of it may not give off the, the tremendous stench that that bathroom had, but 
it is poisoning every cell. It's poisoning every tissue of the body. The body is struggling to detoxify itself. The liver is working overtime. All the detoxification organs of the body are working overtime. And certainly many of the problems are coming to the fore in terms of coming out on the skin. So I did work with this lady for uh, several months. And uh, after about six months, she was regular. Uh, She became regular earlier on with some herbs that we worked with and change in diet and change in lifestyle, a little exercise. And it was not hard to really make a change in her life. But it did take a number of months. In any event, I can tell you that 90% of the problems she had been experiencing disappeared. They simply went away. And this was one very happy patient, a very happy client. Uh, And then we worked, of course, on the remaining or the residual issues that she had. Uh, Every story is not a success story. Um, I've had clients, for example, who did not follow through on suggestions that I had made or any guidance. And so things didn't work out that well. And then, uh, you know, there are clients perhaps that I've not understood. Uh, That happens. Uh, A recent case uh, among my own clients is a lady came to see me with, uh, um, with cancer. And, uh, I did suggest, uh, based on her lifestyle and everything that uh, that came out in the intake process, I did recommend that she consider uh, cleansing. And I, whenever possible, I like to begin with bowel cleansing. Let's clean out the plumbing system. Any farmer will will say, as I mentioned last week in my program that uh, the most important part of his farm is the septic system. If that backs up, uh, the whole system doesn't work properly. And I had, my intention was to clean out her bowel or have her clean out her bowel, do some deep tissue cleansing, pull out poisons from her system, and then continue with uh, uh, doing a liver cleanse, a parasite cleanse, various other cleansings, until we came to clear ground and then we could see what's left. And, you know, it's like cleaning your house or cleaning your kitchen. Let's clean as much as we can and see what dirt there is left or what problems may still exist. Well, it didn't happen. uh, So I'm not sure. Uh, I hope that uh, she will find the answers that she's looking for. But the the upshot of it was that, uh, for whatever reason, her medical doctor, I think, uh, may have told her that this might not be a good program for her. I, you know, I, I certainly understand that. I do not tell people to uh, go against their medical advice. But doctors simply are not that cognizant of cleansing programs. I mean, the truth is they're not overly concerned with that. The medical system that we have is based more on disease and sickness than it is on health. 
It's uh, let's get rid of these particular symptoms or let's kill this or let's kill that. And, uh, and then we're happy. But there's a huge distance between not being sick and being healthy. Those things are not at the same point on a scale. One can be one can have no ill no manifesting illness, but to have wellness, to have vigor and energy and clear mindedness and clear eyes and uh, and vibe a vibrant life. There's a big difference between those two. It's my firmly held belief that unless we do some amount of cleansing on an annual basis, on a regular basis, forgetting those people for a moment who may not be doing it at all and who may need something a little deeper, some amount of regular cleansing is intelligent. We live in a toxic world. Uh, So in any event, going back to this particular patient, um, I did not see her for a follow-up. She was supposed to come in for a follow-up. Couldn't see. She didn't come back, and uh, she wrote that uh, she wasn't able to do the program. In cases like that, uh, I generally, once I go through a program with someone, uh, I don't suggest immediately that they continue with the program. I will negotiate. We negotiate. We'll say, well, what at what point? Do you think you might be able to, or what do you think you can do right now? What's the medical advice? You know, we try to get as much information as possible, and then we can adapt a program or change it and uh, perhaps uh, minimize the, the amount of cleansing, maximize the amount of nutrition, um, work toward balancing the pH. You know, there's a number of things we can do. In any event, uh, she went on to work with someone else, so I'm not I'm not sure what uh, what happened with her uh, with her health. Hopefully, it's okay. So these are these are stories. These are real life stories of cases that I've had that have worked out. Cases that have not worked out. Um, it's a rare thing. I've had very rare cases where someone actually followed what I've suggested, where they didn't do considerably better in every area of their life. So I'm happy to say that. But uh, let's go back to understanding the idea of cleansing. Uh, we, you know, it takes a number of months. We don't clean out the body if we're very toxic and all of a sudden everything is working perfectly. Uh, I do want to take a brief break uh, because it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we're going to discuss uh, perhaps a little little bit more uh, regarding some of my personal experiences But we'll talk more directly about detoxification and uh, what it really means, uh, uh, what the ideas of uh, functional versus organic, for example, or the importance of uh, proper elimination on a deeper level. So we'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned with us. 
And um, if uh, if you're taking if you're not taking any notes, all our programs are archived, and um, uh, you're certainly you can get this information at any point. You can hear the program again. So stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. A description of classes and programs that we offer is available on our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com. We offer wellness programs in yoga, martial arts, tai chi, ballroom dance, personal and group fitness, meditation, and seminars on various health topics. These are at our studio or as in reach at your facility. We can bring these programs to you, to your organization. Check our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com, for our corporate wellness program and some of our other classes. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. And we're back with you. So... Uh, Just to share a little bit more about my personal experiences, I had had the the great pleasure and honor of studying nutrition with some truly great teachers, uh, uh, internationally well-known teachers. My my personal mentors uh, and teachers were the the late Bernard Jensen, for example, Although the other two people who I took as mentors who I did not personally study with because uh, I was too young and one of them passed away before I had any chance of studying with him. But the other two people who influenced me greatly were Paul Bragg and Victor Irons. Um, from uh, from what I've learned from these uh, three people, I have to say they were they were truly amazing individuals, and I give them all the credit for anything that I've come to over the years. And I've certainly studied with many other people over the years, and had many experiences to corroborate the things that I've learned from them. Um, the uh, there was, uh, I've seen people on emergency basis, for example. Uh, I saw a, a young woman uh, who uh, who had a skin disorder where literally her skin had discolored to blotches of, of red and purple. And uh, her skin was breaking open and uh, it was just, oozing out. Uh, Also, she had a lot of pain throughout her body. Uh, Her her vision was blurry. She was having issues with her eyes. So the young woman, by the way. Um, And she was having intermittent fevers. Uh, 
when uh, when I saw her, you know, the family called me and she couldn't come out. She couldn't walk. So they asked me to come by and see her. And I don't usually make house calls, but they were really, in, you know, they pleaded and they were insistent and they, they said, please, you know, it wasn't a many of... Uh, an issue of my fee or anything like that. They just, they needed some help for their daughter. So um, I I went over there. And um, one of the things that I noticed was that um, on her body, I noticed that there was like a ring right under her belly button. There was a ring that I thought was that she was overweight, you know, that she had like uh, just belly fat. And um, I, I uh, asked, uh, you know, a little bit about her diet. And then I happened to mention that, uh, you know, the reason I was asking was, uh, was she overeating too much, too many uh, processed oils? Because, you know, I saw that layer of fat. And the, uh, the family, the, the father told me, well, that wasn't fat that had developed over the last couple of months and it wasn't fat at all. It was hard. So I hadn't done any palpation. You know, I just was observing and I did look into her eyes with a little iridology and took her pulse and things like that. But when they said that, I said, would it be okay if I felt the area? And they said, sure. So uh, I touched the area and I tapped on it. It was hard as a rock. And I realized that what I was actually feeling was uh, the, the extension of her transverse colon. And then I tapped along the ascending and descending colon. And those areas also, it was like tapping on a rock or on a hard floor, a hard ceramic floor. So I spoke to them about uh, about her bowel movements. They said she had not had regular bowel movements for most of her life. And uh, the uh, and she she they couldn't remember when she had her last bowel movement. Uh, I suggested that, uh, and I was a little hesitant about it because. The area was so impacted, I didn't know what the result would be. But I suggested that we do an enema right away with very hot water, or hot, as hot as, you know, we, we do a wrist test the way you do for babies. And I said, let's find, let, let's try to clear out some of what's in there. Now, the family had never done enemas. So I, I had to explain a little bit more, and um, they didn't have anything available. Uh, so uh, I asked where the local drugstore was. We found, you know, it wasn't that far away. I took the mother with me. We went to uh, to the drugstore. I bought a, an enema bag. We bought some uh, uh she had oil in the house. We bought an enema bag uh, with the correct tip. And um, 
we prepared, we got back, we prepared some uh, warm, warm to hot water. And um, we, you know, we, we went through the process and we repeated this. Uh, now, at first, uh, it, the water wouldn't even go in. You know, it was, it kind of got stuck. Uh, I had the family do it, uh, you know, and I was, I stayed with them for a few hours, actually, for about two and a half hours. Um, we repeated it several times. And uh, slowly, things started to move, things started to come out. Uh, we kept repeating it for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, uh, as things started coming out of the body and uh, I was not in the bathroom or in the room with them at the time because of modesty, you know, this was a young woman. Um, but I waited and we we had communication, you know, what's what's happening and so on. And things started moving out of her body. As they did, um, she... You know, she was having a low-grade fever at this point. The fever dissipated. And uh, after about, I'd say, two hours, uh, part of that hardness had disappeared, and, a, and her pain had diminished substantially. Um, this is, you know, and I suggested that they continue to do this until the entire layer of hardness was gone, no matter how long it took. I, you know, uh, I could have probably suggested a uh, colonic, but um, I didn't know if the family, if that might be too extreme, so we just used the enema bag. The uh, the bottom line on this story is a very happy result. Uh, they did some detoxification, some bowel cleansing, and they followed this program for about a week. Uh, I put them on a, uh, a changed diet with uh, some exercise, simple things, and bowel cleansing through enemas. Uh, we started adding coffee enemas to clear out the liver. Uh, I started uh, using bentonite uh, as a morning enema. We were doing two enemas a day with her. And uh, in about a week, I have to tell you, this young woman was a completely different person. Her skin problems had cleared up. There was no more blotchy red and purple skin. She had no fever uh, she felt energetic. Uh, she was happy. She was incredibly happy. And she had no pain in her body. Uh, since that time, this is a number of years ago, since that time, this woman cleanses on a yearly basis, on a regular basis, once a year. Her diet has changed. Her lifestyle has changed. Um, the last time I heard, I haven't been in touch with them in about a year now, but the last time I heard, she was engaged to be married, uh, and it's a it's a happy story. Um, 
when I was a, you know, I'll share with you, when I was a child, uh, and I had a problem, you know, my grandmother used to give me an enema. Uh, this was, this isn't new knowledge, uh, folks. My friends, this is very old knowledge. Uh in in early cultures, they use herbs. They in uh, in cultures around the world, they use animas. There was no uh, there's no scientific reason for this, but there's logic, uh, and there's experience over thousands of years. Experience shows that it works. There's no you know we don't have enough scientific data on the use of herbs because. The, the government won't support studies on it. The only government that I know of that supports studies on herbs uh, is Germany. So if you want some knowledge on herbs, you go to German research, and the government there actually subsidizes herbal studies. I think what's happening here and around much of the world is primitive. It's primitive. It's primitive that we close our minds to the experience and knowledge of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, perhaps, of years. You know, why would we do that? Uh, you know, in, in, uh, in certain parts of the world, they've been using chamomile tea, for example. Uh, they use... Uh, they use all kinds of teas for for healing. You know, I don't want to go through a whole litany of, of herbs and what they do because that's not what this program is about today. But we close our minds to all of this. Uh, doctors for a long time didn't think that it was very important that there was toxic material in the bowel. They said, well, the body can reabsorb that. Uh, my teachers did not believe that. And in line with my teachers, I don't believe it either. Uh, it's, I have come totally to believe, as my teachers have taught me, that if we keep the bowel in good health, that's going to clear up a huge amount of problems. Uh, there is water retained in the bowel, for example. There's an excess amount of water that's going through the kidneys. Uh, we urinate a great deal. So a question that comes up is, uh, is the water from the bowel that's retained there, that's going to the kidneys, is that going through in a pure way? Is that really filtered? Well, why would that be? There's no mechanism in there for that. Isn't it taking some of the waste along with it? And isn't that waste poisoning an organ that needs to work at optimal levels? You know, we have a wonderful body. And the body is working its best, doing its best to keep us healthy. And we are doing our best to make it harder for the body to keep us healthy. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's such a foolish, foolish direction. I'm going to take uh, uh, my second break. Please stay with us because now we're going to go into uh, how we actually develop a toxic colon and what we can do to change that. So stay with us and we'll be back shortly. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, 
myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102-02 Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. A complete description about my services and the products that are available at our wellness center can be found on my website, www.genesishealthbeauty.com. That's www.genesishealthbeauty.com. Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. And we're back. Uh, So we're going to talk directly about detoxification. I've shared just a couple of my experiences with you. I could certainly share many more uh, since I've worked with thousands of people over the years. Um, I think the biggest biggest, uh, question that always comes to my mind in working with people is not so much that they cannot be helped, but it's compliance and discipline in following through on a particular uh, plan uh, or at the very least negotiating some modifications if necessary. But, uh, you know, people will run from one person to another seeking help, and if there isn't some magical immediate help or if it requires some actual work on their part, Many people will then run to the next person. Well, give me a pill. Wave your magic wand and take it away. Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. So we neglect to detoxify the body. Most important function, and we neglect it. Uh, We underestimate, you know, the the body's capacity to cleanse based on how much poison we're putting in there. Uh, Every health professional that I've ever spoken to in some way realizes that if the body is sick, there's some form of toxicity. Doctors may not work with that, but I don't think any doctor would deny that. There's something toxic going on. I mean, what is cancer? Cancer is a toxic condition of the cells. Toxic cell acids are normal, by the way. They're products of cell catabolism. We have anabolism and catabolism, cell breakdown. So as cells break down, certainly toxic acids build up. Also, we take in a number of toxic material. We live in a toxic world. Food we eat the air we breathe, the water we drink. Um, If we can eliminate the toxins to a great extent, well, we are also going to be eliminating much of the problem because if we're not assimilating so many toxins, we're not stressing the body's capacity. By the way, many of these toxins simply didn't exist until 60 years ago or so. We did not have pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and chemical fertilizer 
and female hormones in our food supply and antibiotics in our food supply and more female hormones and genetic engineering. These things didn't exist. So for much of the history of the human race, we ate relatively clean food, unless it was rotted, it was spoiled. Uh, we ate relative, we breathed relatively clean air. Again, I, I, you know, I did visit certain caves where tribes sat inside a cave for their meeting inside these airtight, uh, below the ground, not caves, below the ground dugouts with a little air vent on top and they would make fire and the walls were charred with, with uh, soot. And uh, I found out that these particular, this particular tribe that had this ritual, uh, they, many of them died in their 40s from lung disease. Well, lung disease is not new. Certainly if you're not you know, if you're going to be breathing in soot on a constant basis, you might get lung disease. You know, lung disease is very common among miners who work underground, who just simply don't breathe. But uh, notwithstanding those conditions, for the majority of people that lived above ground, that were outside, that farmed, that hunted, that uh, did whatever they did, in the outdoors, you know, the air was clean. Mostly, air was clean. Water was mostly clean. There wasn't runoff from toxic metals. There were, you know, we didn't have these things. So the world we live in is toxic. Uh, when all of this is being assimilated, assimilated into the body, uh, faster than the body can get rid of it, well, that's when problems start to come in. Uh, then we have to take some action that we may not have had to take were these conditions not prevalent. Uh, our bodies can become sluggish. Certainly as we become older, that may be a little problem. Perhaps the bowel is underactive. That's another reason. So now toxic wastes become absorbed through the bowel wall into the bloodstream. From the bloodstream, they go to the tissues and um, if any of our systems are underactive, the liver, for example, or the kidneys, or, you know, if any of these systems isn't working correctly uh, or they're underactive, then more waste is held in the body. And the chain continues uh, as, as these toxins keep accumulating in the tissues we have a greater degree of cell destruction that takes place. Now the, the other effect of that is the digestion becomes poor. We have a lot of material in our system that's partially digested. The body cannot make good tissue out of half-digested nutrients. So as our digestion becomes impaired, we have a problem building healthy tissue then we have pro the, the proper functioning is also slowed down throughout our body's tissues, wherever toxins have kind of taken hold. Now, when someone reaches the, that stage of degeneration, 
uh, or a certain level of degeneration, then we can say that the toxic material that has settled, that's taken, has, has really taken us over. It's in charge. And that's a time when we must consider detoxification. The, and that's the cleansing of our body tissues. We become overwhelmed, my friends, with all these toxins. Uh, the consequence of it is uh, the consequence uh, or the thing that brings about toxic accumulation is, and certainly that contributes to it, is poor circulation. Poor circulation. Well, if we're lethargic and we never exercise, our circulation may suffer. That would give an opportunity for toxins to build up in our body. If we're not getting enough rest, if we're constantly fatigued, our systems become weakened, our immune system is weakened. Another opportunity for toxins to build up. If we're eating a very poor diet, when we clean the body, we also have to take care of these other areas. We're you know, we don't want, we're detoxifying and we're not exercising. We're detoxifying, we're not changing our diet. We're detoxifying, we're getting no sleep. Well, then we're just spinning our wheels. You know, we're, we're just, we're not sincere about making some solid change. And the toxic waste continues to accumulate. We don't have the ability to get rid of it. And as we become more toxic, uh, we lack proper oxidation. We can't properly breathe into the cells. Um, once we lack oxygen, oxygenation, once we have less oxygen, uh, then we have a lower energy. The body is more tired. And we're just in a downward spiral into, into serious disease. So that, that is a statement of the, the problem. As far as stating a solution, the solution is so simple that it is hard to understand why uh, one would not want to do it. Uh, simple but not easy. Perhaps that's the reason. Let me, let me say it's not exactly easy. Since the bowel is in this central position of, of this vital position, this important position among all of our elimination organs, there's a number of uh, health professionals from the past who became very involved with the study of the bowel and what we needed to do. Among them were my three uh, the three people who I took as my early mentors and uh, that was Paul Bragg but more directly regarding the bowel that was Victor Irons and on a personal level of who I had the great honor to learn with is Bernard Jensen and uh, what they said was that uh, they've discovered that it's much better to be whole body minded uh, and to start with a complete tissue detoxification 
so the healthy to keep a healthy bowel, we need certain things. We need enough water. We need to drink enough water. We need good nerve tone. We need good muscle tone. We need good circulation. We also need to get the nutrients that we need biochemically in the right amounts. By themselves, they're not enough to bring health uh, if the body is very toxic. If the body is very toxic, cleansing must come first. Uh, The only time we don't use cleansing first is if a person is in such weakened condition that cleansing might actually create a risk to their life. If they are like that, then we modify. And then, of course, we negotiate and modify. But that has to come from the client or the patient's feedback, as well as their medical records, as well as their medical history. If someone comes to see me who is five foot, who is six foot tall, and they weigh 110 pounds, uh, uh, and, and they're in a state of cachexia, uh, then certainly I might not put them on a cleansing program to begin with. Um, I'm taking another break. I'll be back with you in just a moment. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, uh, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. I want to take a moment to tell you about our free programs for veterans with PTSD, for children with cancer, and for young adults with mental disabilities. If you have a loved one or friends, um, that fall into any of these categories, please have them call us. Uh, We have free programs available. There is no charge. Uh, We offer these through our not-for-profit, and you can find us online at www.genesissociety.org. These programs are made available by your generous support. Please continue to support them. Continue to help us make them available at no charge to our community. Check our website, www.genesissociety.org, or you may call us at 718-544-5997. Yes. Um, we're we're back with you. So, uh, you know, I said that the problem is is uh, simple to solve, but not easy. Out of all the elimination organs, uh, I I totally believe with along with the, the people who have taught me and uh, you know my own experience that the bowel is the most important organ that we need to take care of if we're going to have uh, proper kidney function, good stomach function, if the brain is going to work. All of these are compromised if the bowel is toxic. It's, uh, you know, I work holistically, my friends. Uh, I, I am a holistic practitioner. 
I care about the physical and the mental condition of a person and perhaps their spiritual condition as well. When I speak with someone, I, I try to find out what they believe in, what is at the core, or the root of a person's problems. If we, uh, if we are living a lie, perhaps it's because we're believing a lie. If we're living in happiness, well, perhaps we believe in happiness or perhaps we desire it. And now the question is, how do we go about attaining that state of happiness? If we believe in it, if we desire it, um, if we follow certain basic principles, chances are pretty good that you will be happy. If you have uh, a picture of yourself in your mind as diseased, as trapped, as unable to get well, um, of being constantly in a state of distress, then we need to do some amount of re-education. This is part of what I do. You know, the belief system is very, it's vital, it's critical, because we do, in fact, create, to a great extent, our own world. And we trap ourselves in it. We're victims of statistics, uh, you know, a doctor will say your your chances of getting past this are about 20% or 50%. So now we have to deal with the fact that if it's 50%, there's a 50% chance that we won't get well. If it's 20%, it's an 80% chance we won't get well. Uh, you know, we really have to take all of these things out of our minds. They have to disappear from our minds. We have basically a condition that's organic and we have a condition that's functional. When we deal with an organic condition, then we have to change the tissue of the body. We have to change damaged cell structure. We need to create a new chemical balance to promote better circulation. We have to remove the blockages. Uh, we have to remove any pressure from gravitational elements. Those are strictly physical. And the mind alone cannot overcome them very well by itself. We certainly uh, have just stated, and it's my belief, and it's shared belief with, with uh, many great practitioners out there, that the mind is a critical component, has a tremendous effect on the physical body but we have to use mind and body we have to use all our tools we have to use every aspect of what we're doing correct food physical you know physical exercise i've spoken about these things very simple things to understand very difficult to get into a discipline of doing them Corrective exercise, you know, do some yoga therapy if you can't move certain parts of your body. Uh, do the Alexander technique. Find some Pilates classes. You know, if you can pump iron, pump iron. Go for a brisk walk. Um, if we're going to clean out the tissue, these things are part of it. We, we feed the mind uh, as well as the body. 
uh, we feed it with the mind, we feed that with education, with knowledge, with truth. You know, we, we teach people how to come out of their problems. I work with uh, my clients and I help them to change their attitudes, their consciousness. Certainly doesn't work with everyone. I, I wish I could claim 100% success, but I can, I can say that those people who have worked with me and who do follow through, the majority of them, may, I'm speaking 90 to 95% of those people, um, get past their problems. Uh, the few that don't, I don't know. Maybe they didn't follow through or they never did the program to begin with. Then, of course, there's nothing to speak about. So these are very basic. Uh, I've been able to change people's cell structure, their blood flow, their circulation, their heart function, the, their their communication between the liver and the pancreas in cases of diabetes. And all of these things can change with uh, with proper detoxification, nutrition, a little exercise. So we're coming to the end of our show. Uh, I, If you have questions about any part of what we're talking about, please write in or call us. Be glad to speak with you uh, and uh, help you as much as uh, I can. So until we get together again, uh, I look forward to being with you next week. Until then, uh, wishing you a happy week, a joyous week, a healthy week, a clean week, and a cleansing week. And God bless you. <laughs>